Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brick Lane Brewing. They're doing very tasty things. Find Brick Lane in all good bottle shops. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Hello and welcome to Dwayne's World. Great to have your company wherever you might be listening on this beautiful day. It's a beautiful day for Carlton fans. Dwayne's World for Brick Lane Brewing. They're doing very tasty things. Find Brick Lane in all good bottle shops. And we're here for Athena Home Loans. Be rewarded for your loyalty at Athena Home Loans. Mid-dab matters. Two hours of your calls. The next two hours over to you. Anything in the world of sport you'd like to discuss, we'll get you on for the next two hours. We do it every day from midday I love it. one 736 736 is the open line number if you'd like to jump on that open line and have your say about anything in the world of sport. And that open line is brought to us by Werribee Kia, the EV9. You can test drive it today at Werribee Kia. It's right there right now at Werribee Kia because I dropped my test drive EV9 back yesterday morning. one 736 Carlton fans, well, all footy fans, really. It's a, it's a great day for the Carlton Footy Club. So are you happy, Carlton fans? I presume you are. Two more years for Michael Voss as your coach. He's going to continue on this year, 2025 and 2026. We'll hear from Michael Voss very shortly. Uh, There's been an interview put up on the Carlton website. We'll bring you a little bit of Vossy. Brian Cook, the CEO, he's extended for another year as well. He'll be there till the end of 2025 at least. So we'll hear from Cookie and we'll hear from Luke Sayers, the chairman. But one 736 not only are you happy Carlton fans, are you actually worried, Carlton haters? I mean, the Blues might be about to get it right this year for the first time in nearly 30 years, since 95. So the Blues are stable, and we saw what happened with Richmond after years of people laughing at the Tigers, the team that sacked coaches were in, unstable and they couldn't make the eight. I mean, the sleeping giant was able to awake, three flags, and they became the biggest club Well, for Richmond, for a few years, they were the biggest club, I'd say, in Australia. Their supporter base had grown to over 100,000. Now, Collingwood's the number one again now. Collingwood's always been the number one. But for a fleeting moment, Richmond were number one. Very few teams can fill an MCG for a home-and-away game, especially against teams like the Giants. And Collingwood, Richmond, in their prime, could do it. What if Carlton gets it right? one 736 because they could be the next... 100,000 member club. Take your calls. Matt in North Adelaide, I'm coming to you first. I do want to play you a little bit of, before we come to all of your calls, as they come through, a little bit of Luke Sayers and Michael Voss announcing his contract extension to the club members. 
We're fortunate to have Vossi extend through to the end of 26. Michael, from the minute that he stepped through the doors, he has been the epitome of what we've been, we've been looking for as a leader. Um, I find personally he's got a great, a great blend of head, but also, also heart. You know, we set sail with exactly the same resilience and learnings from, uh, from this last six to 12 month period. So I wish you all well, and I congratulate Michael Voss for his extension to the Carlton Footy Club. Um, I'm not going to uh, spend a long time up here. Um, thanks, Luke, and, and to the board. Um, been, been amazing um, over the last, uh, last couple of years um, to be able to lead this club for the next couple of years and be entrusted with that. Um, you know, it's, it's very, very much valued um, from myself. Um, with all these, I always tend to think it's more to do about our people and our team, our club, um, about our program and how we're able to execute that. Um, but you highlighted just before, a lot of this has actually been in the first initial instance about the transformation and probably a lot of it's been spent so far on who are we? Like, what do we actually want to be? What's the, <coughs> what's the new Carlton? Um, and to actually understand that properly, I still think you've got to be able to understand first and foremost what your history is and the success of this great club over such a long period of time. I've been nothing but impressed by the playing group, our staff, and the work's been done to be able to get ourselves to this point in time. Um, so well done to everybody. Um, we know we're on this uh, hopefully really long journey together. Um, but we move somewhat into a different phase now. Um, and we move into a different part, which is about excellence. Um, in some ways, <coughs> that's a lot harder. Uh, because it's about doing things repeatedly. And you don't get to do that unless you actually have stability, unless you have stability through your leadership, unless you have stability through your programs, then you can get to work on yourself. And as we get higher, and as it gets pointier, the margins are smaller, and they'll keep getting smaller. Uh, but it's our job to make sure we keep turning up every day and stay completely present to what we need to be able to do, not just today, but also tomorrow. So um, thank you very much. Um, Hopefully it's just as another piece um, to get ourselves where we need to be able to and remove all those sorts of distractions that you get asked throughout the year and we just focus on getting on with winning, um, which is what we're after. So thanks again. Your extension to his contract and Luke Sayers announcing that extension. Play your Brian Cook very shortly as well, but a couple of your calls first. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Simple question. How big can Carlton become? Can they become the next 100,000 member club? Matt, North Adelaide, welcome to you, Matt. Thanks for kicking us off. Yeah, good day, Dwayne. Um, yeah, great discussion point. I'm a very content and happy Carlton fan. I think this is the most relaxed off-season I can remember in a long time. Um, we really feel like we're a big club again, not just a club who tells everyone we're a big club. I don't, I don't think it's, um, it would be any shock to anyone that we get 100,000 members this year, if not next year. Um, just a few people I want to go back to. Juddy, Murph and Simo. I think they laid the foundations for our playing group now, led by Patrick Cripps. And I don't think we would be where we are uh, as an on-field side without those three. So I just wanted to shout them out. Also, Sauce. He copped a lot of flack at one point for the list build he did. He went on footy classified and um, Matty Lloyd had him in the gun. He really stood up for himself that night. And I think everything's come to fruition now. So I think Sauce needs to take a lot of credit for... Uh, the list he's built. And uh, also, Luke says, we, like I said, we haven't been this settled in a long time. He's come in, um, 
made all the right sounds, but he's also backed that up by making all the right moves. So a lot of credit has to go to Luke Sayers. So, yeah, very happy Carlton fan right now, Dwayne, and uh, very looking forward to this season. Great to have you call, Matt. Thanks for kicking off Midday Madness. I'll read a heap of your text out shortly as well. Keep them coming through 0433981116. But Ronnie and Bendigo, welcome to you, Ronnie. G'day, Dwayne. Trust you well. Um, um, uh, yeah, I'm a obviously Carlton supporter. I, I think we can hit 100,000 members this year. Um, I'm, I'm just obviously trying to temper my expectation by the fact that if you do use Richmond as a reference point, um, they obviously played before they won their series of flags. We Carlton beat them in 2013 in the finals. They then lost again in 2014 and again in 2015. They then missed the finals in 2016, and then they went on their run. So I'm I'm hopeful that we can go one better than we did the prelim, um, and I'm, I'm hoping that's the case. But I'm obviously I'm just conscious of the fact that a dynasty you know doesn't just start by making a prelim. I think there's hopefully the boys have got that experience now, having some you know pressure finals under their belt, and the people that say oh we just beat Melbourne, you know they can just pull their heads in like Melbourne are clearly a benchmark they've just struggled in the finals but um, I'm just tempering an expectation with the fact that um, good teams have played finals for consecutive years before they've when then gone on to win one or multiple grand finals Appreciate your call Ronnie, Sam and Killer Downs, let's race for as many calls as possible, one 736 736 Hello Sam uh, Good on you Dwayne Look, uh, I'm a Collingwood supporter and I think Colton will definitely uh, build up and get close to that 100,000, as you basically indicated. But I think the hype around Colton is a bit unrealistic. Like, Sam McClure says they've got the best twist in the competition. Well, like, he named the... They've got the two best forwards in the last 20 years. Hmm. Well, if he's talking about Mackay, Mackay can't even kick a goal from the goal square. I don't think that qualifies him as the best goal kick in the last 20 years. and I think Sam McClure will be the only one with that opinion, though, Sam. It's an um, outlier as an opinion, I think. Yes. Well, look, uh, Collingwood's got a lot of... Depth. I'll give you just one example. We've got mm. John Noble couldn't even get into Collingwood's best uh, 22. Uh, he'd certainly make Colton's best 22. And uh, I, I think... Uh, one thing about Colton, they like to hype uh, themselves up. But if uh, you wait for six games of the year, then I think you can make a realistic uh, decision on how they'll go. Uh, Fair call, they, Sam. Yeah. They didn't um, set the world on fire in the first half of 23, right? No. In fact, uh, they set some people's membership tickets on fire. That's uh, the reaction they got for their start to the season. But they did turn it around. They did make the finals last year and did have a very good final series last year and did have the player of the finals as well last year, Sam Walsh. I mean, it's a simple question. How big can Carlton become? And can they become the next 100,000 member club? I think they can. Now, it, it needs a lot to go right. But again, Richmond, everyone was laughing at Richmond quite a few years ago and they turned it around. It's a big stretch to say they're going to have a dynasty. But it's not a big stretch to say they can win the flag. Jason in Sunbury. Welcome to you, Jason. Great to have you on. Uh, good day, Dwayne. How are you going? Good. 
Good. Love following you on Instagram and keeping up to date with you. Um, All right. Thank I'm you. I have a little visit to... Uh, Little visit to Werribee Keir. I put put a post up today. So the EV9 yeah, is available down there to test drive. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm a bit of a Carlton hater. Um, and all this, there's no doubt that they'll get 100,000 members, but I think they're all wasting their money. Um, this talk of dynasty is just completely ridiculous. They've achieved nothing. And I think the pressure will get to them this year. And I think um, Luke Sayers has just made a terrible decision in signing uh, Michael Boss for two years. So I think, yeah, they've made a poor decision in that part. And also, Dwayne, have you got any uh, Dwayne's World T-shirts? I tried to get my daughter a Taylor Swift T-shirt, but they've all sold yep. out the merch, um, merchandise tent, so I was wondering if I could just get her a, a Dwayne's World T-shirt. Yeah, how will she go with that consolation, do you think, Jason? Uh, sorry, I couldn't get you Taylor Swift, but I got you Dwayne Russell. Do you think she'd be okay with that? Or is it, are we stretching it here? I think she'll be just about as happy as when I missed out on the tickets for the three shows. Um, <laughs> but something's better than nothing, I think. Well, maybe you can cross out my face, which is on it, and uh, just sort of transpose a picture of Taylor Swift on it. Hold the line, Jason. On the score of the fact that you reckon it's going to be a fair replacement for your daughter to accept, uh, hold the line. We'll get one to you, Jason in Sunbury. Uh, thanks for your call. John on the road, you want to talk, Carlton? How big can they become? John, welcome to you. Thank you, Dwayne. Um, yeah, look, I think if you're, if you're able to make the top four, and in relation to Carlton, I think they've probably been good enough to win it for a couple of years. Because if you're there and you're, you're thereabouts, you're always a chance. But I think when it comes to finals and when it comes to big games, it's all about clutch moments and clutch players. And, and I'm a Collingwood supporter. And last year, as good as we were, I mean, we had four or five clutch players step up to do the thing to win the game. And and I'm talking about Jordan DeGay when he had to kick the goal. Side bottom was the other one. Nick Dacos was the other one. So the question is, does Carlton have enough players that perform in big games and, and when it really matters? And if you look at their forwards, well, there's a lot. Uh, it's not exactly a very convincing uh, forward line when it comes to big moments. Um, and in relation to the rest, I mean, Patrick Cripps is a... He's a, he's a lion-hearted player. He's always going to give his best. And as good as they are, and they have got a very good list, they're at the end of their window. So they're a chance to win it, like they have been for the last couple of years. But I don't think they've got enough players that will actually seize the moment. Appreciate your call, John, and your thoughts. Just on my thoughts on your thoughts. One, Scott Penelbury's not Collingwood's best player anymore, but he's still a fantastic captain. Patrick Cripps can be that guy. Sam Walsh is Carlton's best player if you want to argue between Sam Walsh and Charlie Kerner, I'm happy to have the argument with you. But the other thing about how they can improve or perform in the finals, I don't think Charlie Kerner is going to have that bad a final series again. I think he'd be better for last year's finals run. So I'm backing Charlie to get better when it comes to Carlton being in September this, this coming year. And that's where I think Carlton can get better. I also think they can get better with Mackay's goal kicking. I think he'll improve that. I think he's working on it more this summer than last summer where they kind of just ignored it in, in a way and just hoped it would go away. Oh, they'll, they'll flick a switch and it'll be fine. Uh, we don't want to tell him he's no good because then all of a sudden it'll play on his mind. We won't make him train extra on it. Well, I love the fact that they're actually doing something about it now. So I think Charlie Kerno and Mackay are going to be better this year, especially Charlie Kerno in September. And I think they do have the opportunity to be better in September and perform on the big stage. But that's the argument we can have all the way until September until they actually do it. One here on the text, Mark, 
Haters are going to hate. Yeah, I get that. Another one here. John Noble wouldn't be in Carlton's best 30. What's that guy talking about? All he does is turn the ball over. Lucas in Greensboro. Uh, another one here. John Noble wouldn't be in Carlton's best 23. Um, keep them coming. Carlton will be the next club to 100,000 members, but the Pies would nearly be 150,000 at this stage. That's from Matt or Nat. Uh, Nat, I'm not making it a contest between Carlton and Collingwood and asking you whether Carlton can become bigger than Collingwood. That's not the question. Uh, and my question is simple. Can Carlton be the next 100,000-member club? Um, you know, we can always, if you're a Collingwood fan, you sound a bit threatened, perhaps, that, uh, that there's a thought that maybe Carlton can become bigger than Collingwood. No, probably never. But can they get to 100,000? Andrew Mill Park, Nick and Hoppers Crossing, Tony and Craig, and Marty and Melton. We'll get to you all, and you can have your opinion straight after this year at Dwayne's World. Brick Lane Brewing. They're doing very tasty things. Find Brick Lane in all good bottle shops. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Drop out your calls and your texts for Midday Madness. Midday Madness. And Dwayne's word for Brick Lane's One Love Pale Ale, The Taste of Summer. And Work Locker, Karen Downs, and Packing and Workwear for wherever you work. Midday Madness for the good people at Work Locker. If you drop down and see them, Karen Downs and Packing and Workwear for wherever you work, tell them we sent you. Uh, wow, you pump up Carlton and the terrified Collingwood supporters come from everywhere. Brad from Fraser Rise. Uh, hey, Dwayne, definitely can't complain with the re-signings as it's shown we're going in the right direction. I think Daz exactly showed that. I mean, this hasn't been a flag one yet, but it does show that I think you're headed in the right direction. Uh, but Richmond had the best player of the decade. They don't have a Dustin Martin at Carlton. Here, I suppose Collingwood might have the best player of this decade right now. So the transition from the Richmond era to the Collingwood era with Nick Dacos, perhaps. But I think Charlie Curnow is up there. If Charlie Curnow was to win two or three or four Coleman's in a row. I mean, he kicked 81 goals last year without a good final series. He could kick 90-plus easily this year and be that guy in the finals, I think, but that's just my opinion on Charlie Curnow. Hi, Dwayne. Good news, Ari. The extra two years for Voss and one year for Brian Cook. Whilst Voss is the big news, how influential must Brian Cook be? CEO at three clubs, each club massively improved with premierships and great financial stability. Susan, uh, point well made, Susan. Uh, Blues are going to be no good still. Why are we talking up the team club that's done nothing in 30 years? Focus on teams that are actually doing good things. Well, we're focusing on Carlton today because they announced the extension and re-signing of their coach and the extension of uh, their CEO, Brian Cook. And let's, uh, before we go back to your calls, I know we've got a few on the line. Here's a little bit of Brian Cook talking about his contract extension earlier today. What's really heartening from my point of view is the... um not only are we doing uh, well on field and off field and doing good in the community, but we're, we're doing right from a behavioural point of view and a values point of view. I think uh, leaders have to add value, like Luke does and like Fossey does. And so I just wanted to be reassured by my people, whether they report to me or I, I report to them, that I was adding value. And um, uh, the value they thought I was adding was uh, leading the whole of plan, whole of club business plan and being the keeper of the culture, which I think is really important. So uh, thanks very much for uh, your endorsement. I look forward to the next two years. Brian Cook, CEO, announcing his extension today as well. Andrew Millpark, as we head back to the course. Welcome to you, Andrew. Yeah, good afternoon, Duano. Listen, of course Carlton are going to hit the 
members. Every club in UB Lights and Dick Coach, how many members they get? I know Calton supporters, a couple in fact, that you know, purchased uh, reserve seat memberships, but they've actually got four memberships to the name. So in regards to Carlton, I just can't believe so many people are seduced by, you know, their good form in the second half last year. And the fact that they've re-signed Voss, um, you know, it's quite funny because, you know, you can create so much stability at a club, but it also brings some complacency. So you just got to look at St Kilda, for an example, with Rudd and I sacked him after six months. So, yeah, uh, Carlton overrated, to be honest. Thank you for your call, Andrew. Well, bums on seats is the factor, really. I mean, they can have 100,000 members. You can tout, you can scream 100,000 members. But when you're putting 100,000 members into the MCG like Collingwood does, like Richmond has, then the proof's in the pudding. So, yeah, you can have a crack at them for having members that aren't members. But the bottom line is, every club can do that as well. Uh, Tony in Craigie, man. Welcome to you, Tony. Your thoughts on Carlton? Yeah, look, I'm going to say, a bit like your previous callers, I just think they overachieved um, last year. With, um, yeah, they've got a bit lucky against the Swans and they've got a bit lucky against Melbourne. And Look, I mean, I can't stand, to be honest, but I, just, I reckon they overachieved. And um, the first half of that season last year, they, they looked pretty ordinary, um, Dwayne. So yeah. maybe, the, maybe the glass isn't quite... Half uh, full is what we're all thinking. Yeah, I, I think your last point is very valid. They only had two-thirds of a good season last year. It wasn't a whole good season. Collingwood's coming off two good seasons in a row. Didn't win the flag the previous year, but had an outstanding year all year last year and proved to be the best in the finals. But if you're talking about luck in winning a close game, you know, we can argue this thing for hours and hours, but if you're going to argue that one team had luck winning a couple of close games in a row, then you could probably argue that Collingwood had luck beating the Giants when Toby Green's kick at goal in the prelim final fell five millimetres short of the goal line, or he could have centred it. You know, maybe that was luck. Maybe Collingwood had luck in the grand final. Um, you've got to give clubs credit for making their own luck. And I think the fact that Carlton won their finals, it's better to give them credit for making their own luck, I think, than saying that they just got lucky at the end of a season when uh, Collingwood had some close wins too. Tony and Craig, again, thanks for your call. Marty and Melton, hello, Marty. Dwayne, how you going, mate? Good, what do you got for us? Yeah, Dwayne, look, mate, I'm not a big Collingwood supporter because I only fear teams that actually have a strong list and can go the distance, mate. So 10, 12 good games in a row last year. Doesn't make up a dynasty, doesn't make up anything. They'll get 100,000 members. Like I said, anyone can manipulate free game memberships and this, that, whatever. So that's fine. Well, let me just ask you, Marty, can they put 100,000 people in the MCG in a game against the Giants? Do you think that's possible? Forget membership figures because people want to poo-poo the membership figure. Can they do what Richmond and Collingwood have done and put 100,000 backsides on seats at the MCG against a Fremantle or a Giants? In a prelim, probably yes, because all the Ligon Street will be on board. But apart from a prelim, can they put 70,000, 80,000 against them in a home and away game, like Collingwood does very, very regularly? I uh, don't think so. At their peak, don't think so. And the biggest signing they've done over the last few days, Delano, without a worry in the world, is Brian Cook, mate. Don't worry about Bossy, don't worry about this, don't worry about that. If they're a good club, the club will, the players will play well for any sort of decent coach. But the person that controls it all, like Wayne Wright at Collingwood, they're the people that control the club, mate. 
and Cook is probably one of the best in the business. That's the only reason why I give them any sniff over the next two or three years of staying a top four team. The only reason is because of Cook. So it sounds like you think they can do it then, Marty. I've got there at the end. Matthew and Ringwood, you there, Matthew? Uh, yes, uh, Dwayne. Uh, the guy just before me, Scott Mathunder, I was about to say the same thing, that uh, Brian Cook's probably been the best uh, recruit we've had for the best part of the 30 years since our premiership. Uh, stability, uh, stays calm under pressure, and he's got a great track record with West Coast and Geelong. Uh, you know, if you look at those two clubs... Uh, success just came, and uh, you know he, he's just—I'm glad he's extended one year. I hope he extends a bit longer. I hope he does too. But he is getting uh, maybe a little fatigued. Brian, he's been in the game for a long, long time, keeping teams up the top end. But who knows? He might just have that much fun in the next couple of years. He might stay for a little longer. Nick and Hoppers Crossing. Uh, Nick, you have to be quick. We need a break for some news. Do you there, Nick? Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Great positivity. Brian Cook's on board. That's what calms the club. They will do the hundreds of thousands, but they've got to beat um, Brisbane in the in the finals and home away games. They'll get in the finals and see what happens. And then they've got the right coach. The players will be better, and for the experience, and the goal kicker will get better. All all over overall positivity for the club and stability. Great to have you, Nick. Drop down to Werribee Kia. I think it's March eight. We're doing a broadcast there at Werribee Kia. You came down last year. So come down and say hello if you're around. I think March 8 is the day. Back with more of your calls. Still got some calls to get to. So the Midday Madness promises you call, you get on. Tony, Baz, Michael, we'll get you all. one three hundred seven three six seven three six on the day that Carlton extended the contract of Michael Voss. Keep your texts coming through as well for Midday Madness. 0433981116, the all-new Temper, T-E-M-P-U-R, Temper Pro. Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper mattresses like no other, and you can check them out at your local 40 Winks. Hi, Dwayne. Carlton just need Charlie Curnow to date. Taylor Swift, boom, 200,000 members. Uh, Darren, I reckon that might be 200, might be, um, might be 2 million members, actually, if that was to happen. Uh, text here, Dugowie will be the next Dusty, not Nick Dacos. Dacos will be Nick Dacos, his own legend, and you might be right on that. Dugowie did perform well. He didn't win the Norm Smith, obviously. But uh, he had an outstanding grand final, Dusty-like. And he, I think, was best on ground in Collingwood's trial yesterday, according to some judges. So, yeah, maybe Dugowie is in for that kind of Dusty run of seasons, maybe, which is a pretty hard act to follow. A lot of nervous Collingwood supporters ringing into bad Carlton. Dwayne, go Blues. And another one here. If anyone couldn't remember why we hate Collingwood, then the last hour... Will remind you, Tony in Belfield. Welcome to you, Tony. Yeah, good day. I can't. Re- I can't agree with that sentiment on text uh, just previously enough. But um, I got a message for Tony from Craigieburn and any Collingwood supporter that wants to point the uh, accusation of being lucky to any other club. Should Peter Sumich have not hit the post in 1990, Collingwood don't make the grand final. If Stephen Milne didn't get the most unlucky bounce of all time, Collingwood don't win that grand final. If the umpires had done their job properly against GWS in the prelim last year, Collingwood don't win a flag. They would be the biggest laughing stock in the history of football, if not for luck. It's a pretty funny call, Collingwood. Uh, Tony, thanks for that. From Belfield on Collingwood. Michael and Carol on Springs. Uh, the, the lines are still open. We've got two or three open right now if you want to jump on. Um, it's become a bit of a snowball. Michael, thanks a lot for your call, though, and for holding so long. Welcome to you. That's all right. G'day, right. Um, just a couple of things. Uh, interesting the timing of Bossy's contract because it'll be interesting to see 
what jobs are open at that particular time. What other jobs are open, he might even including Port Adelaide. But all that aside, um, Carl, all the Carlton fans should be excited because if Harry McKay can have a season like he did when he won the Coleman and Erasio Fantasia can have a season repeat his best ever season, that's 70 extra goals just between those two. Yeah, I've got more faith in Mackay turning it around than Orazio turning his body around. But uh, exactly what you're saying, Michael, a lot of these things, if you get it right, it can change your whole world. And injury is one big thing. I mean, if Wittering's out for a week, it's different to Wittering being out for seven weeks. That's where this whole thing lies for a number of clubs. And I'm agreeing with you 100% on that. There's been a few teams in recent seasons that have had injuries to key guys. that It's cost them massively, I believe. Thanks for your call. Great to have you. Baz in Coburg. You there, Baz? Yeah, afternoon, Dwayne. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah great signing today, mate. Uh, it's called Dynasty Day today, mate. It's the start of a dynasty for the Blue Boys, mate. And these Collingwood supporters calling up saying, oh, they had a bad first half of the year. Mate, Bossy kept saying, stick with the process. Stick. It's going to turn. It's going to turn. And look what happened, mate. Now it's onwards and upwards for the Blue Boys, mate. Good to have you, cool. Good to have you, cool, Baz. Appreciate you jumping on. Ed in Bo Morris. You there, Ed? Hey, Dwayne. Hope you're having a great one. Uh, a lot am. of fashion going on. But, but yeah. uh, look, I think that Collingwood uh, has brought bums back on seats due to the fact of all those close games and the supporters knowing that no matter what happens, that they can win. Mm. Uh, and that's caused the spike in the membership. It's not a, a flash-in-the-pan run of a few games in a row. It's actually been two years of consistent heart-stopping wins. Yeah, Ed, the interesting part to me listening to this is that you're right. It's been two years of consistent performance from Collingwood to get them to 100,000. But this was never a Carlton versus Collingwood discussion. I mean, I can go back to the start. I asked whether the Carlton um, upside is that they could be the next Richmond, stop being the laughingstock, and actually, for the first time in 30-odd years since '95 be a 100,000-member club and fill the MCG like Richmond did. It was never a Carlton versus Collingwood question that I asked, but it morphed into that because Collingwood fans have just flooded the radio and the text machine with they're never going to be as big as us. Uh, what a joke. They're full of hype. I'm not sure where it became a Carlton-Collingwood discussion, us versus them, but it, it has become that. But that wasn't where it started. But it's a beautiful thing that that's what it's morphed into. People are loving footy and can't wait for it to be back. Matt in Ascot Vale, I come to you straight after the break. Keep your calls and your texts coming. Midday matters for work locker, Karen Downs and Packing and work where for wherever you work. Brick Lane Brewing. They're doing very tasty things. Find Brick Lane in all good bottle shops. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Midday Madness for work, locker, countdowns and packing them, work where for, wherever you work, straight back to your calls and your texts. So many texts coming through, one here, good Lord. Carton are unbeatable every February. What if they get it right? They haven't. Let's just wait until they do, eh? That's from Glenn. Well, Glenn, they got it right today. They announced the re-signing of their coach for two more years and the re-signing of their CEO for another one-year extension, Brian Cook. So we're talking about the fact that Carlton got it right today and what if they keep getting it right they got it pretty well close to right in the, in the finals last year. Didn't get it as right as Collingwood got it right, but 
Seems like it's become a little nasty on the text now between the two. Carlton living rent-free in Collingwood's heads. I'll read a heap of these out. I think going by the text machine and the call so far, we do need a Carlton Collingwood grand final, I'd suggest, uh, in the near future. It'd be nice. Um, Correct, Dwayne. You just have to raise the issue regarding building up either club, and this is the reaction you will receive. Keep fighting the good fight, Greg and Caulfield South. Well, it's midday matters. You call, you get on. Uh, your text, you normally get read out, although there's so many coming through today, it's going to be pretty tough. G'day, Pipe. Collingwood fans are like vegans. We don't ask about them, but they will tell us. Darren in Perth, thanks for your text. In Perth, um, High Pipe, uh, actually High Pike, it's always us against them because every other team gave Collingwood gratitude in the last two years, while current supporters just sook and cry and call it all lucky. That's from George. Uh, they'll always be sore losers, according to George. Uh, it is getting really, really nasty there. Now, I took the words out of my mouth. Pipe pies sound very threatened. My mate Jeff the Magpie in Mornington is running scared. That's from Thurston. Okay, back to your calls. Matt and Ascot Vale. Welcome to you, Matt. Thanks for holding. That's right. How are you going? Um, uh, good. Great to, great to see all the other club supporters realising that Carlton is very relevant now that they're winning. Um, I'm confident that we're going to get 100,000 supporters. I was at a meeting not too long ago where Brian Cook actually said the goal is 105,000 supporters, but 100,000 sounds sexier than 105,000. So, yep. And uh, having gone to Brisbane last year for the final, when you get 16,000 supporters flying, spending a lot of money to go and watch a game, I'm pretty sure they're going to make the effort to go to the MCG this year. Yeah, so it's going to be fantastic to see that kind of amount of people going to see a number of the big clubs. Hopefully Essendon becomes a big club again this year. That's the other one we want to get themselves up there. Richmond's had a nice fill of flags. They've still got a massive supporter base, but they've had three. Geelong's kind of had their fill of flags. We need a few teams like Essendon to get back up there, and maybe the Saints would be nice. Appreciate your call, Matt. Ray on the road. You there, Ray? G'day, Jay. How you going? Good. That's good. I went to the Collingwood intra practice game yesterday. Now, a lot of the media's talked about what are we going to do about Dan McStay, and they've talked about Ash Johnson and Reese McKinney's or Reese McKay's. The kid I saw yesterday, which Geelong didn't love a few years ago, Nathan Kruger's had a few tricky bad shoulders. He's a, he's a man mountain, Dwayne. He's a bull. I'm telling you, he can hold down that forward position with Lockie Schultz, and that's going to make a huge difference. I've never seen him in the flesh but against Darcy Moore and those people, he's a man mountain and he's well in front of Ash Johnson and Reef McGones. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yeah, I think Reef McGones is going to be a good player, uh, I think, for a long, long period of time. And I think Collingwood have the intention of just playing him, making sure that he's in there 22. I think Schultz will be in the 22. Kruger's an interesting one, though, Ray, whether or not he does get in or doesn't get in and whether or not he can be a pinch-inning ruck as well, Ray. Yes, but but he's physically a lot bigger than I had envisaged. I've only ever seen him on TV, but I don't know if he's grown in physicality since he left Geelong, because he's only pretty young. He is, but his body's been down a few times. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. His shoulder is his problem, but if he can overcome that, don't be surprised if he can lock down that uh, high mark in forward, because he's a contested marker, and you can't teach people to be a contested marker. He's just got that naturally. Ray, I think there's been more people go and watch pre-season training this year than ever before. I can't remember this many people being this interested in football, and I said it 
two weeks ago, and I'll say it again right now, the AFL is wasting February. The AFL should be playing footy, I reckon, next week or the week after when the trial games are on. I think the AFL could be starting the home and away round earlier and playing some meaningful football earlier in the season. I think it's crazy that they waste February myself. Now, they could bring back some sort of little competition like AFLX or do something like that, tricky. Uh, people have talked about state of origin, etc. None of that works anymore. AFLX, they gave it a good go, won't work. The only thing that will work is playing meaningful home and away footy earlier, and I think we're ready for it, and I think they've wasted February. But anyway, there's another little editorial. On the way to this ad break, more after this, you're at Dwayne's World, and it's Midday Madness. Dwayne's World for Brick Lane Brewing. They're doing very tasty things at Brick Lane. Find Brick Lane in all good bottle shops. And for Athena Home Loans, be rewarded for your loyalty at Athena Home Loans. Brick Lane Brewing. They're doing very tasty things. Find Brick Lane in all good bottle shops. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Text machine for 40 winks in temper is still in a meltdown. Uh, one here, stability is measured over years. It was only eight months ago, people leaving the board and calling for the coach to be sacked if they make the top four again this year. Then we will start seeing stability. I think they will go on to be a powerhouse club for the next five years. Greg, thank you. Uh, Dwayne, I'm not sure what it is, but Collingwood fans have turned into the most sensitive and upset people in the footy world. Noticed it on Twitter, X, last year. They all get up in arms about anything and everything, whether it relates to them or not. They turn it into something about them. They have to defend. Thank you on the text as well. Uh, great way to bring out the insecurities and pie fans. Start talking about Carlton improving and the tantrums begin. Um, get these nuffies off the radio. Uh, thank you. Dwayne Collingwood had luck against the D's in week one of the finals when they had less scoring shots and the D's kicked themselves out of it. Uh, quite a few texts on who's had the most luck. Uh, can't believe this overhype about Carlton. They don't believe Carlton will make the top four. This year, as they are on one trick pony up forward, the big clubs will shut down Kerno. So, who else is going to kick their goals? Cheers, Gus. Thank you. Uh, sounds like Collingwood supporters are afraid of the blue juggernaut. Another here, Carlton Collingwood are bred to hate each other. Then we can have some cracks at each other, and who's surprised? Come on, this is great for footy when the two want to whack each other. Long may it continue. That's from Glenn as well. Um, stable doesn't always work. Look at Collingwood. We were so stable under Bucks and Eddie with little success. And then as soon as we moved on, we had a great two years. It's about luck and timing. Thank you, Dom in Shepparton. Uh, Dwayne, find another teammate. You keep on about Carlton. Give it a rest, mate. Talk about it on the team. Albert Nessonen. Um, Albert, uh, I know you texted a couple of times, I think. Um, Carlton resigned their coast today, so that's why we're talking about it. But we can talk about some other stuff after the one o'clock news. Uh, one here. What have you started, Dwino? Ha <laughs> Up the mighty pussycats. Hamdog in Torquay. Or we can talk about the cats and some other teams if you like after the break. Steve Hawking said something yesterday on this program that had my ears sort of pointed up when I heard it. So we might address that after the break. Uh, home games. The cats are after home games now that they've got a 40,000 capacity. I mean, if the Giants don't have to play or host their finals at the bigger SCG, and the Cats have got a case when they've got a 40,000 capacity ground to be hosting finals at their venue, as the Dogs have if they meet Collingwood this year in the finals. If the Dogs finish higher than Collingwood in the finals, they should have the right to host their final at Marvel, I think. 
But if you've got a thought on that, and I'll play what Steve Hocking had to say about it after the break. Keep your text coming through 0433 98 11 16 or 1300 736 736. If you are a Dogs fan, where would you rather play Collingwood if you get the chance this year now that the Giants have hosted finals at their venue and not at the SCG? Hey, Dwayne, going to throw a cat amongst the pigeons here. St Kilda are totally irrelevant. One flag in 151 years. Give me a break. Yarra Valley Rod. Well, that emphasises my point, Yarra Valley Rod. What if St Kilda got it right? That's what we're talking about with Carlton. Carlton might get it right for the first time in 30 years. What if St Kilda got it right? How big could they become? That's the beautiful world that we hope we'll one day live in. Back to more of your calls for Midday Madness after the break on 1300 736 736, the open line for Warrabee Kia. Brick Lane Brewing. They're doing very tasty things. Find Brick Lane in all good bottle shops. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Thanks for joining me for Dwayne's Wood. Dwayne's Wood for Brick Lane Brewing. They're doing very tasty things. Find Brick Lane in all good bottle shops. And we're here for Athena Home Loans. Be rewarded for your loyalty at Athena Home Loans. Another big hour of Midday Madness. You call, you get on. That's the Midday Madness promise. And the number is 1300 736 736. That number brought to us by Werribee Kia, the open line for Werribee Kia, the EV9 test driver today at Werribee Kia. Matt's called that number. Fabian's called that number. Let's get back to your calls. From Midday Madness, welcome to you, Matt. Thanks for holding. Yeah, good day, Dwayne. Um, look, I'm just ringing up. Uh, well, I'm a Geelong supporter, but pretty much just thinking that um, I think Carlton up and about is just good for the competition. Um, I think the the more teams we have in Victoria uh, going well is just better for football in general. So, no, I agree with that. But I would say that we want all teams to be competitive enough to hit round 18 and be contenders for the eight. Now, that's not going to happen. But it would be nice to have that happen in a perfect world. Um, they've extended the finals format in the Big Bash and in the NBL to allow that to happen a bit more easily. It would happen a bit more easily in the AFL if we had a top 10. I won't start that debate again, but it'd be nice if North Melbourne won six or seven games this year and the West Coast could double their tally. So at least there's not as big a difference between first and last this year as there was between first and last and second last last year. Uh, Matt, we want all teams to be able to pack the stands and give their fans hope. Fabian in Gladstone Park. Welcome to you, Fabian. Hello. Yeah, you're on the air, Fabian. Welcome to you. Oh, good. How are you? Um, I'm just bringing in regards to that Carlton Muppet that rang up about uh, Collingwood having luck. Now, in 95, yep. Carlton won the flag when over the salary cap. They should have lost that flag. Is that luck that they've kept it? Yeah, we could argue about luck uh, in various forms, Fabian. We could argue about the luck of Dom Sheed's shot at goal. Uh, one here, hi, Dwayne. How good was that Dom Sheed shot at goal? Jamie and South Yarra. Um, yeah, well, there'll be a few accountants say uh, they made their own luck back then and they got very, very lucky that that luck didn't end up coming back to haunt them a bit worse. But it did not the club around a couple of, or for a good decade, I reckon, the draft picks that were taken off them. Appreciate your call. That's how nasty it's become. Uh, one here, don't worry about Carlton and Collingwood, Dwayne. Just wait until the Mighty Bombers get it right. Go, boys. Um, and a few on my belief that February's wasted by the AFL, and I think we should be playing serious games for the home and away rounds to start next week or the week after. Hey, Dwayne, you try playing a game of high-intensity footy in 30 degrees. 
Um, surprised you hadn't thought of that. That's from Simon. Well, Simon, in a couple of weeks' time, when I think round one should be, so next week, yeah, maybe 30, but I don't think they called off any A-League games played in the 30-degree heat when they played them at night. There's night time that you can play in. So it's not always 30 at night, and you've got Marvel with the roof as well. So you can play at night in the summer, like they do the soccer, and you can play under the roof at Marvel. But anyway, that's just my thought, because it can be done. You can play, especially in the third or fourth week of February, which I think is wasted. And I still do believe, hey, Dwayne, agree with you 80% of the time, but not here. February is summer. It was 37 degrees in the shade a couple of days ago, and it was 40 in Laverton where I work, Glenn and Glenroy. Uh, I know you've texted through a few times today, Glenn. Um, the, as, again, two weeks' time. It's not going to be 37, and if it is 37, you play at night. I was in Adelaide when it was 40 degrees a couple of weeks ago, and I was sitting out having a barbecue thinking to myself, it was one of the most beautiful nights that we've had so far this year. It would be fantastic to play football on that night when the sun goes down. They would have packed the Adelaide Oval. Um, but appreciate your text. Keep them coming, 0433981116. North fan here. Dwayne and the Kangaroos were to host a final against the Pies. I'd rather play at the MCG. It's where the grand final is played. Michael and Clyde. So there's a North fan that believes they should play finals at the MCG rather than Marvel. But one here um, that I'll get... A Bulldog member here, Dwayne. I would love to see our finals played at Marvel. Why shouldn't we get an advantage if we finish higher? But the AFL need to sort out their finals ticketing and ensure full members get access prior to guests and non-competing clubs first. And that is the issue now. Now the AFL has opened up this can of worms about the Giants can host a final at their home ground, tiny capacity home ground. They aren't forced to host it at the bigger SCG. Now that they've opened up that can of worms and Geelong's got a 40,000 venue and they want finals, what does that mean for the Marvel Stadium clubs? one 736 The great debate for titanium caravans, built tough to tackle Australia's harshest conditions, make your next caravan a titanium. Here's Steve Hocking on this program yesterday talking about GMHBA Stadium hosting finals. Now they can get 40,000 in. So 40,000 is the official capacity. Will that be enough for you to host a final, Steve? Uh, look, that's uh, something that the AFL will take care of. Um, uh, they're, they're in charge of all of that, Wayne. We're, we're just wrapped. Uh, we're going to have five Victorian teams down here. Great to open up with the Saints. We will see the Hawks and also Richmond down here along with North Melbourne and, and the Bulldogs. Um, yeah, really, really excited about the... Uh, the, the mix of games we've got down here and uh, who knows, um, you know, sometime in the future the AFL may see it as uh, potentially a, a venue to hold finals at. So you do hope that will be the case at some stage? I think most of us um, would, would like it considered at some point in time, Dwayne. I, I know you want to dwell on that point but um, and I understand why. But, uh, you know, it's a 40,000-seat stadium now, so certainly... Um, you know, we're looking to play um, you know, as many games as we can down here uh, and you know, just thrilled for our members to, to have access to a state-of-the-art stadium in, in this region. So there you go. Cats want to host finals at their venue now that it's 40,000. What does that mean for the Marvel clubs? If you've got a thought on that, we'll come to you, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. James and Ivanhoe, you got a thought on February being wasted by the AFL as well? Welcome to you. Yeah, Dwayne, I, I agree with you 100%. And to, to the guys riding in saying 30 degrees, those, um, 
So what happens in Brisbane and Gold Coast and Perth when we start the regular season now, when there's 30 degree plus days, do they call them games off? Yeah, we still you know, play them. just have a good look at it. They're getting extra money now with the TV rights. They're getting huge pay. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm with you, Dwayne. I think it's got to be a lot fairer with a longer season and uh, makes it easier for the lower clubs to come up. Great to have you called, James. Got a Dwayne to a T-shirt coming away in Ivanhoe. Hold the line. We'll let you know how we can get it to you. Yeah, you can play at night. I mean, they don't call the A-League games off at night in the middle of summer, do they? They continue playing them. Uh, Matt and Glen Iris, talking to you. Matt, you got a thought? Hi, Dwayne. Um, just about um, Carlton. Now, they, they snuck into um, fifth by half a game. They won two finals by about 10 points combined and then kicked five goals in the first quarter against Brisbane and then let Brisbane kick the, kick the next kick 10 after quarter time. Like, I, the competition's so tight, they could easily be like 2024's version of the Western Bulldogs. Anyone could. It's, it's so hard to get a win. Appreciate your call, Matt. Um, I appreciate everyone's call so far. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. It's been a wild couple of well hour and ten minutes of midday madness. Keep your calls coming on that open line, which is brought to us by Werribee The EV nine you can test drive it today at Werribee And your thoughts on the home ground venues for teams? One here, Geelong has two home grounds. They should be forced to play their finals at the bigger one, so more people can watch if Geelong wants to play finals at Kennedy Park. They should not be allowed to play home games during the season at the MCG. Simple as that. Well, I think the AFL want them to play their home games at Easter if they have an Easter home game against Hawthorne at the MCG. I think the Cats will be quite happy to play 11 home games at GMHBA Stadium. Now it's 40,000. They'd be the ones that want it. It's the AFL who want them to play their home games at the MCG. Imagine the Cats hosting, well, let's use Collingwood as an example again then. So the Cats, will they ask for Collingwood to be at their venue now? That fans are starting to turn on them for that reason? One here, a North fan dreaming of finals. Well, you've got a dream, don't you? North could be in the finals within two years, and then it does become part of the equation. Hate night games. Uh, well, there's a reason not to have any footy in February, because you hate night games. Guess what? We play night games in the middle of the home and away season quite a bit. And one here, wouldn't think Geelong need to worry too much about hosting finals for a few years. Michael in Ringwood, thanks for that. Keep your text coming, 0433981116 if you want to weigh in to that great debate on home venues for finals. The number's 1300736736. That great debate for Titanium Caravans, Australian-made luxury off-road caravans. Dave in Melton will come to you straight after this. Brick Lane Brewing, they're doing very tasty things. Find Brick Lane in all good bottle shops. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Keep your texts and your calls coming for Midday at Mattis. 1-300-736-736 is the open line number if you'd like to join me. Adrian Hickmott, Hawthorne assistant coach, is going to join me after 2 o'clock. So I'll have a chat to Adrian about the Hawthorne internal trial today, which uh, had a bit of a casualty list. So Adrian to join us later. There's a Twitter poll up as well. Should Geelong be allowed to host finals at GMHBA Stadium, given the stadium now holds 40,000 fans? So we've got that Twitter poll up. We've had it up for about half an hour, over 250 votes so far. Yes, running at 53%. No, running at 47%. So the majority of people out there on the Twitter poll have voted yes. 
but you can vote right now and uh, pump that up to about a thousand votes and we'll get a clear indicator as to whether it is a yes or no got a few things to give away as well we haven't given away so some signet boost power banks to our best callers today signet boost power banks valid 44.95 a signet boost power bank will keep your phone tablet and earbuds powered 24 7 so jump on that open line one Dwayne is on text. Uh, why would anyone hate night games? After work, kids can go, better atmosphere. I get that, but some people don't like night games. It's their right to not like them and text in that they don't like them. Dwayne, the AFLW, were playing high-performance games during the summer, so it can be done. Kel, yep, if the women can do it, uh, you'd probably think the blokes can do it too. Um, hi, Dwayne. There's a thing called cricket season. Yeah, I know that. Cricket's played all year round, by the way. Now, I don't think there is a thing called cricket season because cricket actually gets played all year round. But local cricket can still be played. I'm not telling you local cricket, it can't be played. What I'm saying is the AFL grounds that don't have cricket, like um, Albert Noble, Moorabbin could host games. Uh, Marvel Stadium, when they're not scheduling big bash games, could host games. The AFL own it, so they could have Marvel Stadium. There's a lot of venues that can actually host games still um, that don't have cricket on them. So uh, it's, it's possible. I mean, the Wacker is going to be specifically used for cricket more in the future. So um, Optus Stadium could be available for those night games as well. Dave in Melton, as we head back to your calls, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. You there, Dave? G'day, mate. How are you? Good. Yeah, mate, just all this talk about Carlton Collingwood. The thing is, Collingwood won the flag last year because when Bucks was coaching us, he probably made us one of the most defensive Dow sides in the comp. And what Fly did brought a balance of that with attack. The problem Carlton has is they're probably the best, one of the best attacking sides of the comp, but their defence is not up there. If they can lose a bit of attack and bring in more defence, yep, they'll be a top four side for sure. I think every team's bringing in more attack, Dave. We've been told that. I mentioned it on this program. I think I started with it yesterday or the day before. It's the catch phrase. We're, move, we're moving the ball quicker. We're playing quicker. We're going to play on more. We're hearing it from every club and every player that gets interviewed this preseason. We're playing quicker. So you would expect everyone is going to be playing quicker, but some will play a slower version of quicker, and they'll be the slow clubs still. Great to have you called, Dave. You've got a, if I haven't given you a signature boost power bank before, you've got one. Forty-four ninety-five. a signature boost power bank will get your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. If I have, uh, you can have 18 holes of golf for you with a, mart, uh, with a mate down at Club Mandalay. You and a mate and a cart get 18 holes of golf for two with drinks and a cart midweek for $99. Visit clubmandalay.com.au to find out more. Stefan in Glenburn. Welcome to you, Stefan. Hey, Dwayne. Thanks for having me on. As you know, I love the show. Um, Great to have you on. Thank you. I just want to get your opinion. I'm doing super coast. So I want to know what you reckon these, how many games these players will play um, this year. Nat Fast. James Harms and Jack Billings. Do you reckon they'll play over 15 games each? Uh, I reckon Fife will, Stefan. I think he might be... I mean, they've worked out now that he's a midfielder. They're going to play in the midfield. I think if he's fit, they have to play him, Stefan. So imagine this. Even if Fife's not playing well, they're still going to have to play him, aren't they? Well, he's so tall. So he's that mobile forward as well. Um I think, yeah, if he stays injury-free, he'll play his 15 games. He'll get his 20 disposals. Um, I think I think maybe, hopefully, you know, I'm being optimistic, of course, yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, maybe five. I think they need the depth. Fremantle, now, Billings and Harms might play every game. But, uh, and I'm not sure how much they all cost. Do they all cost the same in Supercoast today, Stefan? Yeah, they're around um, mid-200,000. So if they can all play a good amount of games, and they can make yep. me 150000 each, then, yeah, they're really good um, mid-prices. Good to have you call, Stefan. Thanks for jumping on. Sticks in Moorabark. Welcome to you, Sticks. Good day, Dwayne. How you going, mate? Good. Um, just an idea. I just, um, uh, I've got a good mate of mine who plays cricket, local cricket, um, Darren Cameron. Uh, he um, has a bit of an idea that sort of I floated to him the other day that's uh, the 50 over cricket, uh, or at least try and help it out a little bit, sort of like the 2020 version. Um, and just split the 50 overs into 25. So uh, one team bats for 25, whoever wins the toss obviously bats first. The other team bats for 25. Um, and they swap over, so whoever batted first then obviously goes out and bowls. Um, we'll just see sort of a bit of uh, a rejuvenation of, uh, of 50 overs if they go down that way. Um, I know local cricket, as I mentioned, have, uh, have sort of done that to try and um, keep some interest levels uh, throughout local cricket. So something they might be able to try going forward. Sticks, it has been done on the international stage before, but it was dumped pretty quickly. So it's a good idea, and I like it. And the lateral thought, hold the line. You're going down to Club Mandalay on us. Aaron in Port Melbourne, you there, Aaron? Yeah, hi, Dwayne. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're on the air, Aaron. Welcome to you. Yeah, thanks, thanks mate. I just wanted to shift it uh, to the NBL with the, obviously, upcoming playoff. Um, just wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, would you say it's a two-horse race with uh, Melbourne and Perth, or do you see... The Jackies giving it a genuine shake. Like I know they've been there in the last few years, but I think yeah. you know, this year, I think they genuinely look like you know they can knock Melbourne off or Albert Perth. But I, I, you know, I think it's going to be a great playoff series coming up. It's very wide open. Anyone can win it. Yeah, I think it's. I would say Melbourne United and then Perth Wildcats, and then I'd have a little bit of daylight between those two, and where I've got the Jack Jumpers. I think Melbourne United, if they finish top, well, they will finish top. They've got it sewn up. So um, they're going to have a huge advantage. I've always thought, Aaron, that if you shut down Bryce Cotton, then you're going to be able to beat the Wildcats. But then again, you just can't shut down Bryce Cotton, can you? He continues to perform on the big stage. But I do like Melbourne United better at the moment. Yeah, 100%, mate. Bryce Cotton's an absolute superstar. Probably win another MVP this year. But uh, no, I think, yeah, it's... Generally exciting playoff series coming up. I think the NBL is in great shape. So Shay Ely is arguably the best defensive player of the year in the NBL this season. So, I mean, he is the guy they kind of got pinpointed for that role, Aaron. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I, I think Shay is a quality de- defender, um, and obviously they're going to have to put a lot of attention on Bryce, but. Uh, yeah, I think Perth across the board. Um, mm. They've got good outside shooting, good inside um, scoring and defensively they're great. But, uh, yeah, I think... Look, I'm, I'm a Tassie fan, so I would love to see oh, yeah. Tassie take one home. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a... But look, Melbourne-Perth, how exciting is that going to be? What a great series. Yeah, it'll be massive. I uh, should be pumping up the Wildcats. Hutchie would uh, want them in there, obviously, but uh, I think Melbourne United should win it this year. I think they've got great depth. Their two big guys are playing well. Uh, Hook Porty and Joe Luala-Tule look awesome. And 
I don't think we've seen the best of Joe Luala Chul yet. He's got a huge, well, so's Hook Point. He's got a huge upside. And Chris Golding is just like Bryce Cotton. He just keeps on keeping on. So great to have you call and talk some NBL with you, Aaron. It was fantastic to go there last Sunday and see Melbourne United. And Tommy Greer is going to join us on the show later on. So South East Melbourne Phoenix CEO Tommy Greer to have a chat to us a little bit later on in the program, as will Adrian Hickmott, Hawthorne's assistant coach, to talk about Hawthorne's trial game against themselves today. Okay, a couple of texts on the way to a break for news and then back to your calls for more Midday Madness. Uh, Dwayne, also, pre-season games should be held at community grounds all over the country. Um, take the um, Maryborough Princess Park, for example. It's AFL standard, would bring such a buzz to the town. And look, I'm agreeing with you on that. I like the fact that Moorabbin is now at a 10,000 lot capacity. I think with temporary stands, if you had an AFL, a real AFL game at Moorabbin, that you could actually get more in there. And if the now that the, well, I don't want to harp on this Giants home game thing um, over and over, but we know what the AFL's done this year with opening round, round zero, and that is they've given the Giants a home game in the opening round against Collingwood at Giants Stadium. Now, that's going to be sold out. I'm not sure how many Collingwood fans are going to be able to make the trip and get in there, but if you're going to do that, and have a Giants home game against Collingwood at Giants Stadium in the opening round that's a sellout, then I'm kind of okay with the maybe Saints getting a sellout game if they wanted to at Moorabbin or Port Adelaide if they can enhance Alberton to a 15,000 capacity getting one as well. Um, it would be fun to have some of those old venues used. Some are too small, you can't resurrect them, but some with temporary stands can be bumped up to 15, almost 20-odd thousand, I think. Uh, Dwayne... Um, just after your opinion, please, on the dogs with Tim English. I'm concerned the dogs will overpay him and then run the risk of losing Jamara. I love Tim as a ruckman, but he does have a concussion history through his career. Another head knock could be disastrous for not only Tim, but if the dogs were to overpay him and lose Jamara. Cheers, Travis in Ballarat. You know, Travis, you make a pretty good point. In the light of the Nathan Murphy news today, and I'm not sure... If you've heard the Nathan Murphy news over the last 48 hours, but Nathan's standing out of footy, is not in the mental space to be able to play footy at the moment. You're right about Tim English, and how much are you prepared to pay for a ruck like Tim English in this modern day and age? You you wouldn't overpay a ruckman, I don't think, in footy in 2024. Collingwood won the flag with two bit part rucks last year, Darcy Cameron and Mason Cox. They didn't have a big gun ruck. And Darcy Cameron's a good ruck and Mason Cox is a good ruck, but they're not in the top five, you wouldn't think, in the AFL when it comes to true rucks. Geelong, likewise, the year before with, what do they have, Reece Stanley and Mark Blissars. I mean, Melbourne won the flag without Max Gorn dominating. Luke Jackson was arguably the guy who turned that game in. Is Luke Jackson going to be the number one ruck for Fremantle this year? Probably not. Is Tim English that kind of guy? He's actually going to be more a forward ruck, so you do pay him a million bucks because he's a a mobile forward ruck. But no, you've probably got a point there. How many years do you give him if you want to keep him? I'd be certainly giving Jamara more money and more years. So there's the answer to your email. But if we've got a thought on that, as we head to the break, here's well, Tim English did speak yesterday. Andrew McDougall is looking after his contract. And from what we understand, it might actually be going to go the full distance this year before he signs it. He might wait until the end of the year. So we'll get an assessment as to his health by the end of this year, but here's Tim English on Andrew McDougall looking, looking after his contract. 
I sort of trust him and trust his judgment with that. He's done all my contracts so far, so I'm just going to back him in and, um, yeah, hopefully um, we get the best result possible. It was good to see Nick laying a tackle for once. That doesn't happen too much. But, um, no, I actually responded really positively to that. At the moment, it's just about getting myself in the right frame of mind to um, be able to compete at AFL level. So we won't put a time frame on it. It's just a bit of a confidence thing. It has really no relation to my head issues. I think it's just the way I can approach the game better to play this game for as long as I can. So that was Nathan Murphy of Collingwood. He's going to stand out for a little while. Um, not related to his head issues, just a confidence thing. So, yeah, he might end up playing another 200 games, Nathan Murphy, but he's at the moment he's not going to play in the near future, and it can happen to anybody. So a long-term contract, you've got to be wary. I think of every player's history when it comes to long-term contracts, and the durable guys probably are going to get the longer-term contracts more so than the less durable guys. But uh, yeah, on the Tim English side of things, um, it'll be interesting to see what he does get offered by the Bulldogs when that story comes out. Dwayne's Ward for Brick Lane, One Love Pale Ale, the taste of summer. Great to have your company on Dwayne's Ward, wherever you're listening. Your thoughts on all of that? If you want to jump on the open line, it's one 736 The Australian women's team has won the toss and will bowl first in the one-off test against South Africa, starting at the Wacker in the next hour. So some news there with Australia's women's team winning the toss and bowling first. And our Twitter poll is up, so you can jump on the Twitter poll. Should Geelong be allowed to host finals at GMHBA Stadium, given the stadium now holds 40,000 fans? We'll try and get the number up to 1,000 when it comes to votes. But at the moment, over 600 votes so far. And yes, it's actually getting bigger. 57% now for yes, no running at 43%. So keep your um, votes coming on that Twitter poll. Back with more after the break. You're with Dwayne's World, one 736 736 or 0433981116. One here. Great idea to start footy in Feb. Dwayne, play at night through Feb and play split rounds. Play two or three rounds across the month rather than play four. Play the games Thursday to Monday so you've got five nights. Teams will have have extra time to recover. And we did have that footy frenzy a few years ago where we did play every night. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It would be fun. Again, I think Feb's wasted by the AFL, and Ken Hinckley made a good point. I mean, we could play easily, play 25 games in a season. The players would be ready for it, and they'd be able to cope really easily. Back to your calls and your texts after the break. You're with Dwayne's Wild. Brick Lane Brewing. They're doing very tasty things. Find Brick Lane in all good bottle shops. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Dave in Box Hill, thanks for holding. Dave, welcome to you. Oh, g'day, Dwayne, mate. Welcome back. And I haven't heard you for a long time. I've been away myself. But Mad Pie yep. supporter, Nathan Murphy. Mate, come on. That, kudos to him coming out and saying that he's not, he doesn't feel mentally fit, uh, that sort of stuff. And I reckon it's great. It really is good to see. Um, he feels in his body, everyone's giving him the tick, but mate, I reckon that's great, and players, I think, should come out more and say, if they're not really right in, in stuff, I, I, I love the guy, and I, he's earned my respect even more by coming out and saying stuff like that. What do you think? Yeah, it is fantastic. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I'm not 
saying anything against what you're saying. I agree with you 100%. But clubs do have to take that into account when they sign guys on long-term contracts that players can actually have this happen, uh, a crisis of confidence, whatever it is. For a number of players across the competition, it can happen. When I mean, a player could decide that I can't, I don't want to play this game anymore, I don't want to play it this year. I think Lance Franklin took a final series off a few years ago. So, you know, it's not the first time this has ever happened, Dave, and hopefully uh, players now have the confidence to do that. But they do, obviously, or the AFL clubs and CEOs do have to take this into account with these seven and eight-year deals which they're throwing out at the moment to try and keep their players through the free agency period, which knocks a few clubs around when it comes to free agency. Great to have you called, Dave. Appreciate you jumping on the line. Uh, let me race through a few texts as well. One here, the Geelong ground is too narrow for finals. When the ground was developed, the AFL should have forced the authorities to make the Cattery 20 metres wider. Um, another one here, be more than happy to let the Cats host finals at GMHBA if it was shaped anything like any other playing surface in the country. This is from two different people, this text. Uh, well, Murable Street runs on that wing, so you couldn't actually do it unless the government gave the Cats more money to build the grandstand out over the top of Murable Street, which would probably upset more people. So, no, I think the ground's fine the way it is. It's different, but all, all grounds aren't uniform. The SCG is a little bit smaller and a little bit smaller, uh, shorter as well. So appreciate your text on it. Speaking of grounds, I hadn't heard this before. So have you heard this before? Gary and Tim were talking about the Casey facility today. I thought Melbourne were looking at Caulfield Racecourse. I think they, I thought they were still looking at the opportunity at Gosh's Paddock to have their headquarters for the Melbourne Footy Club in Melbourne at the Melbourne Central Precinct. But apparently not. Gary told the world this morning, and I just need to replay this so I've heard it right, that Melbourne's home base is going to be Casey long-term. Here's Gary on that. I know who was the first to take it to the next level, but now it's an arms race. We know that. Mm-hmm. All the clubs, are, it's incumbent upon them to be able to provide the sort of facilities that are going to make these kids they draft as good a players as they possibly can. And that's why Hawthorne are going to Dingley, to going out there to have you know multiple grounds. You see Melbourne are out. The Casey facility at Melbourne is extraordinary. I thought it was, I hope not. Naively thought it was just ho hum. They got ovals everywhere. They got indoor kicking. They got indoor aqua. F- yeah. yeah, all that stuff. In terms of proximity, Collingwood and Richmond and all that to the MCG and the sporting precinct is great. But World Sport suggests that no, they're going outside. There's big training facilities that are outside of the major cities because they want all the room and they want the expanse. I know, but the person I was speaking to yesterday about the Casey facility, he's mm-hmm. saying that uh, they're coming back. That's only temporary. So no, no, they'll no, be out no, there for a little while and then they're coming no, back no, into that's town. That's true. That's not Are true. you sure about that? I was out there Friday talking to the bloke who's tipped in a million bucks to make sure that it is the facility for them. And what do the players think, though, about having to drive out there? Well, I didn't ask them. But I, <laughs> but, well, well, you should. Maybe you should ask them. But if you're living, you know, that's why they should have Ask gone. the players from St Kilda whether or not they enjoyed no, being at Seaford. Well, the last people you would ask are the players. Well, well, why? Because the facility... They're a partner. Because the facilities... The, okay, well, put it this way. Having seen that, if a player was whinging about having to go to Casey, I would be wondering about his mindset to play AFL football. So that was Gary and Tim today talking about Casey. So Gary telling us that he'd spoken to the bloke who tipped in a million, and it's not true that Melbourne's moving back into central Melbourne if they can, or Corford Racecourse 
if they can. If you're a Melbourne fan out there, have you heard that, that they're staying at Casey? Gary telling us they're staying at Casey now. It is a long way from home. I mean, at least I know Hawthorne's at Dingley, which isn't Hawthorne, but at least Hawthorne have like a long-term history of being in that area. At Waverley, they've played their home game, so it kind of has been their area for a few decades now. It's probably been, well, probably 40 years since they've played a home game at Glen Ferry. Um, and Essendon's kind of still in Essendon, even though they've moved out. It's, it's at least near the airport and Essendon way. Have you heard that, Melbourne fans? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. because I need to be enlightened. I was enlightened by Gary earlier today saying that the bloke who's tipped in a million, they're staying at Casey. And if you're a Melbourne player and you haven't heard that, well, look out. You're going to have to head down there every day. Dwayne's word for Brick Lane Brewing. Brick Lane's One Love Pale Ale, The Taste of Summer. Your thoughts, your calls on that, if you've got an update on that, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Come to your call straight after the break. Brick Lane Brewing. They're doing very tasty things. Find Brick Lane in all good bottle shops. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Love to have your calls, Chris in, Cam- in Cranbourne. I nearly said Chris in Campbell. Chris in Cam- Cranbourne, I'm coming to you. Um, have Melbourne locked in Casey forever now? Have they dumped the Caulfield racecourse idea? They did have the whole feasibility study going. Gary Lyon telling us this morning that he spoke to the bloke who's poured a million bucks into Casey, and that's their stay base forever. Chris in Cranbourne, welcome to you, Chris. Yeah, good day, Dwayne. Look, I've been involved in a recent upgrade down there. And um, they've sunk a lot of money into the recovery area where they've put in three swimming pools, uh, ice baths, the works. There's at least half a million spent in there. So they're staying, Chris. That's That's been told to you? or hasn't been told to me, but if you saw the amount of investment that's gone into the training facilities and the upgrades in there, you wouldn't be spending that money for no reason. Boom, boom. That's exactly what I was after. Some inside knowledge. Chris, hold the line. You're heading down to Brick Lane on us. A Brick Lane dining experience for two, including a three-course meal and Brick Lane beers. Brick Lane's one love pale ale is the taste of summer. So Chris from Cranbourne saying you wouldn't be playing that money in if you weren't staying. And Gary Lyon telling us this morning they're staying at Casey. A couple of texts here that have come through on it. Uh, you could build the Taj Mahal at Casey, but it will always be a dead duck. It's too far from the big smoke uh, and the heart of footy. Yeah, I do think it's going to be a hell of a lot easier to lure players to a to a Collingwood and to a Richmond, given their facilities are in the middle of town. But anyway, uh, people can tell me that it's easy to get to Casey. That's fine. I'm the other neck of the woods, Geelong, of course. But I know what it's like when the Westgate shuts down because there's a, a truck that's uh, lost a tyre. Dwayne. The road to get to Casey Fields is a nightmare. Constant road work and traffic jams. A trip that should take 10 minutes can sometimes take 30 minutes. Uh, yeah, that's. I'm not sure the players have been told they're staying at Casey. Dwayne, Melbourne being at Casey Fields is good. Clubs need suburban exposure. Melbourne City are also based out of Casey Fields, and that will make me want to be a Melbourne City fan when they eventually have games out here. Michael from Clyde. Thanks for that, Michael. This is good information for me. Hey, Dwayne, I've heard they're assessing Caulfield Racecourse as a more central base. Well, that's what I thought as well, but sounds like it's not. Steve in Melton, you there, Steve? Yeah, hey, Dwayne. Um, I've done a few uh, jobs down at Casey, big 
soccer tournaments and, and that. The place as a whole, it's just so big and so empty at the best of times. Uh, Melbourne City players don't like going there. The, the Melbourne Football Club players don't like going there. Cricketers don't like going there in the summer. It is just, a, there is nothing there. It's a wind tunnel. It just attracts all the bad weather in the southeastern suburbs. And it's, it's, I just, mate, they've got to get rid of it. Well, Gary Pert, if you're listening, or someone from Melbourne in the Melbourne hierarchy, or if you know someone in the Melbourne hierarchy, give us a call. Let's put an end to this. Um, give us a call if, if it's not the case. Because Gary floated it, put it up there this morning. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Midday Madness, you call, you get on. And if you're from AFL Clubland, we'll get you on any time of the three hours. So we do need to take a break for you soon. But, Steve, I really appreciate your call. Thanks for jumping on. Um, one here, agree with Gary. Casey isn't that far away. Home is what you make it. If the players don't like Casey, then Tasmania has no choice. It's just that Casey's not really Melbourne. Um, that's one of the issues as well. Um, keep your text coming through. Just bought raffle tickets off Melbourne the other day. The bloke who rang me said it was to raise funds for the new facilities at Caulfield. Okay, well, there you go. Give us a call, Melbourne, because Gaza said this morning they're staying at Casey. Aren't Melbourne doing a... Study with the Melbourne Racing Club. Yeah, I've got a lot of that coming through. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Jim Bob of Heathmont's got something completely different. Uh, Lost in the Wash is coming up after 2 o'clock, Jim Bob. Um, Pipe, have you got any updates on the whereabouts of Super Bowl megastar Taylor Swift? Uh, no, I haven't. But if you've got a, an update, a Taylor Swift watch update, then we'll get you in to Lost in the Wash. Have you spotted Taylor Swift around town? We'll get you in for Lost in the Wash. Drew in Red Hill, welcome to you, Drew. Yeah, g'day, Dwayne. Um, I'm ringing up to defend Casey Fields. Um, yep. Yeah, okay, it's a bit windy, but uh, it's windy where, anywhere where it's a uh, windy day. Um, the, the fields are absolutely elite, white carpet. Um, so as far as, you know, ringing up and saying it's a whole, sporting precinct, Melbourne City uh, have all their training academies there. It's, uh, it's a great place. My son plays rugby there at the rugby field, and they're some of the best fields we've we play on in the uh, rugby league there. So yeah, uh, the other one, Dwayne, um, just a novelty call as well. Uh, doing a job over here in Red Hill and spotted uh, Don Scott, Ian Payton and Tony Jewell. Just having a bit of lunch, were they? Or going for a wander? What were they up to? Uh, I think they were doing a bit of work, doing a bit of gardening in the place. So, yeah, they all looked uh, quite fit and well. It was great to see them. Good to have you called, Drew, and that update. Um, maybe we'll turn that into a segment. Who have you spotted? Not just Taylor Swift, but have you spotted Don Scott? Carol and Devon Meadows, you there, Carol? Yes, Dwayne. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, yes, I was on the interim ste- or on the steering committee down at Casey Fields, and I am a member of the Casey Demons. Um, it's not always windy down here. It can be windy elsewhere. You've just got to look at Williamstown. Um, and there are days when there's no wind and it's windy elsewhere. So that argument is up, is up the creek. The players have got their favourite places to have their coffees around here. And at the moment, the roadworks are absolutely horrific. A five-minute drive to Casey Fields now takes me 15 and I can't even walk because I can't crowd across the highway anymore. But, um, yes, um, 
as I was saying, we have to travel to the city, to Geelong, to Ballarat, to go to other games. So once a year for somebody to come out here, surely that's not too much effort. And the players have, have got their favourite places for their coffees, for their meals, and that they seem very happy out here. Yeah, I think that's the bottom line as well, Carol. I suppose if you're getting paid, you know, 400000 500000 then you are prepared to go anywhere and play your footy. Some of the guys are going to be getting a million bucks. And, yeah, the, the road works are not going to be there forever. Hopefully they'll be fixed and the infrastructure will be better around Casey in time. So, hey, I appreciate your call. We've got a Signet Boost Power Bank coming your way. Hold the line. Carol, I appreciate you jumping on and, and giving us a bit of an update of the area of Casey. Quite a few texts are coming through. Casey Fields is not Casey Fields. It's Cranbon. Thanks for that. Uh, played so many Super Rules finals at Casey. Can be not a breath of air in Metro Melbourne, but head there, and it's a game affecting breeze just about every time. I haven't had conducive football conditions there once. It's horrible for Aussie Rules. I think the girls are saying the same thing as well. They've been saying the same thing about their games at Casey. They'd rather play in conditions more conducive to good footy. Um, one here, Caulfield Racecourse is three-quarters finished, building brand-new horse boxes and berating ring. So nothing but racing for a long time at Caulfield. There you go. Okay, uh, keep your text coming through, 0433981116. On one here, I've got to read out a pipe. After this year, these players will be coming to the Destination Club in Melbourne, North Melbourne. Go Kangaroos. Yeah, there's one team that's established a beautiful new facility in their area. Time to check on Hawthorne's Inter-Club hit-out thanks to Arnold Thomason Becker. Talk to a lawyer and start your no-fee win claim today with Arnold Thomas and Becker. Adrian Hickmott's been good enough to join us. Hawthorne assistant coach, and I think Hawthorne forward coach this year. Welcome to you, Adrian. Great to have you on. G'day, Dwayne. Yep, that's right. And Hawthorne, Hawthorne forward coach. And uh, as your forward line looking, you've got a couple of new additions. You've got uh, Moby Echoa, you've got Jack Gunston back, you've got Jack Ginnivan. It's going to be a different forward line. Yeah, yeah, Dwayne, it's going to be a different forward line. Um, Moby Ochoa, uh, you know, we had a hit out today, as you know, and, and Jack Gunston, young Nick Watson, um, you know, is fitting in well, and Jack Ginnivan, uh, and they're all fitting in well. So working together, you know, the forward line, they need to be there. We've got to work on cohesion and get him, get him on the same page. But so far, so good. So Nick Watson is yours. Is going to be a forward, and is he a lock for round for round one? No, not a lock yet. <laughs> no, there's you know, Dylan Moore and Connor McDonald, and with our four line, um, you know, with a couple of mids floating through there at times, means it's going to be hard work choosing a team. So over the next over the next two weeks, you know, two practice matches coming up, we'll we'll slowly hone in on you know round one, but not at the moment. Let's wind the hype back a little. Is he a chance? For round one, he's in the mix for round one if things go to plan for him. Yeah, he'd be a chance for round one. Yeah, so a chance for round one as, as all the other boys. But, um, you know, he's fitted in well. He's uh, determined. He's got really good motivation um, to train well. But most of all, he's, um, you know, he knows football. So that's what's impressive. His defensive pressure is pretty good too. Sounds like you've got some healthy competition for spots. Yeah, it is, Dwayne. Yeah, yeah, which is always good, isn't it? You know, the hmm. the side itself, you know, through the midfield and and um, mids who go forward, and then you got forwards who go mid. So once you put all those together, there is yeah some real healthy, um, you know, real healthy spots available for players. Blake Harbick can play forward and back. Maybe Chow kick goals. Blake Harbick kick goals today as well. 
Yeah, he did. Yeah, he played forward. Um, yeah, and in six years, been playing back, as you know, as you mentioned, for the last few years. And just give him a run forward and see what he's like there. And, and his, um, his ability to win half, win and half contests is, is good as well. Gee, you're going to have about nine guys in your forward six, by the sound <laughs> of things. Do you want... So you'd like Blake in your forward line, given I think he kicked seven or eight one day in a VFL game. Yeah, he has played forward before, and he played forward as a, as a junior a long time ago. Mm. But, yeah, we're still, yeah, like you said, um, you know, the unfortunate thing is you can fit 23 in the side. Mm. So, and you, know, you can't have too many forwards or too many mids. So, yeah, we'll work through that. we got, I reckon, what is it, two weeks, three weeks to look at our side. You know, we play um, uh, games coming up. So that'll, that'll slowly work itself out. Okay, let's talk about the bad news. You lost a few players with injury today, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, CJ, we think it's a hammy. He's got to go and get scans at the moment. And young Blank, um, he hurt his knee and we're not sure what happened there. So after they get scans, they've just done it. It's only been an hour, hour or go. So um, that'll determine the, the results. But um, yeah, we're not sure how that. But yeah, it's unfortunate those two guys uh, couldn't play out the game. You've been around a long time, Adrian. Uh, star at the Cats at Carlton. Uh, you're assistant coach at West Coast for quite a while. Uh, to your eye, are you worried about the Jath hamstring or do you think it might be more on the minor end? Uh, at the moment, on the minor end, you know, he, he um, yeah, like he's been doing diligent with his body and so as all other players. So we think at the minor end at the moment, but um, yeah, only scans are told. Dwayne, you know, you know how that mm. works, don't you? Yeah, I do. You don't want to, you know, say something, and then all of a sudden the scans tell you something completely different because you can get fooled with your own eyes, to, regardless of how long you've been looking at players in the game. What about to your eye in terms of your ball movement? I watched your trial game against Geelong last year, where you got smashed at GMHBA Stadium, but it looked like you just wanted to move the ball quickly at all costs into the corridor. You've had a year of trying it, playing it. Uh, is that still what you're going to do, and is it going to work better with this, the team you got this year? Yeah, as you go through pre-season, you adjust uh, and you know, modify both both sides really, team defence and ball movement. But um, you know, we're, we're, our group is getting uh, more experience. We've still got a, a young, definitely a young spread through there who are exciting players. Um, and like I said, our our forward line hasn't faced you know, opposition yet, so we faced mm. ourselves, so we know how each other play, but um, haven't faced opposition. So yeah, like I said, over the next few weeks, I reckon we'll be able to settle down in those sort of areas. You won't have a couple of your key players, though, playing round one. Dylan Moore and Will Day are both going to miss. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Dylan Moore with glandular fever, he'll you know, he's just, you know, around three to four weeks, we'll see what happens. We know that can be mm. a um, you know, real hard thing to work through, and time management is really important, and especially rest. So, Dylan Moore will be doing that. And William Day with his foot, yeah, those the stress is you're not sure when they come back. You know, each to their own in that area. And, you know, William and uh, Dylan, you know, they're experts at what they do, professionals in their own right. So, you know, the sooner the better, but um, you just don't know with those those couple of things. So you do, you, do your players kind of know who is the preferred guy for the 23 so far? Did you play a probables versus possibles today or did you split your line-up fairly evenly? Yeah, we end up splitting our lineup fairly evenly. So, um, you know, one stage forwards, the forwards v backs, so um, the experienced forwards v the experienced backs, and then um, you know, who played well. You know, young Max mm. Ranston showed some good signs early. So, you know, we switched around teams after half time, which you know, was sort of based on how well they're going. And 
and the look that we needed. And do you expect, do you like the one main hit out against another team practice match lead-in? Do you, you're playing the Bulldogs in Tasmania from memory on Saturday, March 2, so you've still got a couple of weeks to go, but do you play your best team in that game and let them go full tilt in that game, or will you hold someone back for round one, given there's a bit of a gap? Yeah, it's an interesting call. Coaching and match committee always, you know, got to adjust teams, don't you, Dwayne? Mm. And, and uh, you know, who do we play? Who needs the rest? Who can make it through? So Peter Burge, our head of fitness, has a lot to do with that. But um, leading into the next two games, we I think we played Bulldogs twice in a row, one in the practice okay. match of their home ground, and then and then over in Tassie. So by the time those two have gone, yeah, I reckon we've got a good feel of what the team should look like. And what's Sam Mitchell look like? Is he healthy again? How is he? Healthy, running around. Yep, yep, no, no doubt about him. So uh, healthy today, you know, at, at training today in the Inter Club, we had a, a good good crowd here. You know, some members and fans come along and Mitch was um, amongst the guys talking to them and out in the Oval and um, just really overseeing. So uh, we had a couple of coaches take each group and then Mitch just oversaw the day. So uh, he's, he's up and about and bubbly as usual. And the good news is Josh Weddle's also signed today. So some other good news for the Hawthorne Footy Club. He looks like being a gun. He does, yeah. He's, um, you know, even today, a couple of runs off the halfback flank, halfback line. I'm not sure if they call it halfback flank these days, mm-hmm. Dwayne, but halfback line and, um, you know, enthusiasm, very strong young man. And, um, you know, he loves his footy sides. Yeah, he's, we're real proud to have him for another couple of years and then um, fits in our team really well, especially the back line. And it sounds like you're not going to rest the ruck forward then by the makeup of your forward line if you've got that, all those guys vying for a spot. That's a good question. You're going into a bit of match committee, aren't you, Dwayne? <laughs> <laughs> I can see where you're hitting that. But yeah, look, we, we, we haven't. You know, we tried a couple of things today and sort that out at one stage. Um, there's Ramsden, um, Charles, Lewis in our forward line and, and Reeves rucking. So we'll, we'll have a bit of a play that is the next, over the next few weeks. Do you think it would be better for rucks if we had five on the bench rather than four and a sub? Do you think five on the bench would be the, the tipping point for all teams to play two two really specialist rucks? Yeah, I haven't given that much thought, but you know, as you yep. say, it sort of it makes you think, doesn't it? So hmm. yeah, I haven't really given that much thought, but um, you know, the progression of the game and who's on the bench and who's not and how many space he's got on the bench is always interesting. So, yeah, I'll give that a bit more thought, but hopefully that'll give you a better answer next time. And last question, uh, Adrian, we're talking to Adrian Hickmott, Hawthorne assistant coach, their forwards coach. What did you think of Jack Ginevan before he arrived and what do you think of him now? Well, I didn't study him too much before I arrived. I know he's a, a premiership player and you know, he's very um, a hard-working young footballer after watching edits of the grand final. And, and now he's come here and he's doing the same thing. He works extremely hard, uh, loves the game and has a real good, real good um, eye for the game, so smart of the game. So... Yeah, no, he's fitting in well and um, you know, he's exciting. He's done a lot of exciting things on the track too. So we look forward to seeing more of him out there. Was it you or Mitch who sent him to Collingwood training yesterday to, to do a bit of spying? Yeah, none of us doing that. He just went there for a bit of a watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask you later on in the year whether he's allowed to go to the races when you make finals. We'll let you make finals first. <laughs> Great to have you, Adrian. Always good, good to be able to chat to you. It's good to hear you in good spirits. Good on you, Dwayne. Good on you. Thanks very much. Adrian Hipmock joining us, uh, Hawthorne assistant coach. Thanks to Arnold Thomas and Becker, injured, called Arnold Thomas and Becker, one three hundred 
triple three three double zero. Let's head back to your calls on the open line. Brian are coming to you. The open line brought to us by Werribee Kia. And by the way, Werribee Kia had the biggest ever EV sale on now, plus brand new 2024 models at great value driveway prices. And uh, thanks to Werribee Kia, we're also taking your votes across the SEN digital platforms to determine the best Brownlow winner of the past 15 years. So to vote, head to 1116SEN on Instagram and check out our stories. But we're down to the final four. Gary Ablett in 09 versus Dane Swan in 11. And Gary Ablett, who's made the other final in 2013 versus Dustin Martin in 2017. He might win both. Gary Ablett might be Gary Ablett versus Gary Ablett in the final, or he might win neither. It's all thanks to Werribee Kia. Great team at Werribee Kia. David, Janan, A, Jim, and the whole team. The EV6, the EV9, and the Nero. You can test drive those electric vehicles now. Brian on the road. Thanks for holding. Brian, welcome to you. No worries, Mike. Um, regards the Melbourne training facilities, a bloke from the club rang me the other day selling raffle tickets and said that all the proceeds from the raffle this year will go to the feasibility study, or I think the feasibility study's already done, but to building these new facilities at Caulfield. Right, so Gazza might have got it wrong this morning on breakfast. That's the bottom line. They're not staying at Casey. They're going to stay at Casey until it's built at Caulfield sure, and then they I go guess, to Caulfield. Yeah, I guess the development of Caulfield is probably going to take five years. So, yeah. Um, they probably need to pump in a little bit of money in, into Casey just to keep it um, relevant. Yeah, maybe you're right on that. They'll have both up and running at some stage and uh, transfer from one to the other when the other one is built and things that you think are going to take three years to get built these days often take five years. So you might be absolutely spot on on that. Hey, great to have you call. Brian, appreciate your call. A couple of texts coming through. Uh, Dwayne, ask about Blank and CJ getting injured in the Intra Club today. David King reported it on Sam's show. Uh, Jordan and Taz, you can replay any of the interviews that we've done, like that chat with Adrian Hickmott. I did ask him. It's there. So if you want to go to the SEN website, you can download the podcast anytime and have a listen back to that full interview if you've just tuned in and you missed the latest. But he said to his eye, he was hoping the CJ hamstring wasn't as bad, and he did say that Blank was getting scanned, and it's hard to assess a knee until you get a knee scanned as opposed to a hamstring. When you've got some sort of understanding as to whether the guy hobbled off, ran off, or was carried off. Uh, one here on Adrian Hickmott. Great to hear from Hickmott. Honest, open answers rather than the usual cliche media-trained stuff. He's a good dude, and uh, a lot of these guys that have been in the industry a long time, uh, they know, especially on this show, or with me, especially if I know them, um, they know they're not going to get cooked. I mean, I'm going to ask them questions they are ready for, most of them, so it's good to have him on. Um, Waverley was paradise compared to Casey. Did the calls come through? Texts keep coming through on Casey. Uh, apparently, Taylor Swift has taken a scenic drive to Casey Fields. Thanks for that. A bit of Taylor Swift spotting. Um, Casey is the same as Seaford. Well, the Saints players hated Seaford, we're told, and uh, it was disruptive to their progress. So that's what we were told at the time. And one here clarifying, I said 40 years since Hawthorne played home games at Glen Ferry. Susan has uh, corrected me. Hi, Dwayne. Time flies. The last game the Hawks played at Glen Ferry Oval was 1973. From 74, they played their home games at Princess Park. So, in essence, Hawthorne haven't been in Hawthorne with their games for 50 years. Thanks for that, Susan, on the latest on Glen Ferry. Um, Dwayne, a game or two could be played over the pre-season comp in Tassie or Canberra in February. Uh, thanks for that, Pat. Yeah, the AFL have got plenty of grounds 
plenty of opportunities to play home and away games in February if they want to own February in the future. On one here on Geelong, the straw poll is still up on the Dwayne's World Twitter feed. Uh, yes for Geelong to host games at GMHBA Stadium on the condition that the visiting teams get more than 3,000 tickets allocated to their members. Well, Steve Hocking told us yesterday that the Saints for round one are going to get more from what we understand than 3,000. Back with more of your calls and your text, Tommy Greer, the Phoenix CEO, South East Melbourne Phoenix CEO, to join us as well in about 10 minutes. Brick Lane Brewing. They're doing very tasty things. Find Brick Lane in all good bottle shops. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. been fantastic to have so many of your texts come through on that 40 Winks Temper text. The number 0433981116. The all-new Temper Pro. Temper, T-E-M-P-U-R. Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. Temper mattresses like no other. Uh, who is CJ uh, that we're talking about? It's Chanku Jath who plays for the Hawthorne Footy Club. Is CJ. Uh, one here I didn't get to. Take it to the bank. Tim English will be playing for the West Coast. Next year, thank you. Uh, always love a good text with take it to the bank in it. Um, no, Dwayne, Cats shouldn't be able to play finals at GMHBA Stadium. They have too much of an advantage already. Thank you, Jim. Speaking of grounds, uh, or one here from Sreko, a Cats member, yes, they should be able to play games at their home ground in the finals. Thank you for that. G'day, Pipe. I um, uh, reference to a recent message around Shirley. If a ground is fine to use in the home and away season, it has to be deemed suitable for finals as well. No grounds are the same, so I don't see an issue. And Geelong should be able to host finals as well. Regards, Bomber Jamie. There are some grounds we use in the home and away which you probably wouldn't want finals at. And there are a few that have been mentioned on the text due to gather round. Um, G'day, Pipe. I'm heading to Norwood Oval to see the might of the Tigers take on the Minnows St Kilda in gather round. It's such a shame that the huge clubs... Well, this is going to hurt. Um, it's such a shame that the huge clubs like Richmond are forced to play at Norwood. Smaller boutique stadiums should be used for minnows like St Kilda, Hawthorne, North, the Giants and the Gold Coast, the teams with minimal members and supporters. Regards, the Traugan Tiger. Uh, thanks for that, Traugan Tiger. Um, I'm not sure if you're poking the bear there, but you certainly have. Uh, Punt Road fits 20,000. There could be a a game played in February there. Adam hasn't got the lights. I do think the February games need to be played under lights, but it would be handy to be able to play maybe a late afternoon game there. You could schedule a game in the middle of summer um, in February as a maybe a 5 o'clock start. So even if it's hot, it's not going to be as hot. Uh, Dwayne, the AFL should start the season in early February, then bring back State of Origin footy for the middle of the year with a two-week window and also use that time for the incoming mid-season trade. I think we will get to that stage when the mid-season trade comes in next season. I think we will have a week of no footy. I think it'll be every team having the bye that weekend and every team will get a week off. Hey, need to take a break. Lost in the wash still to come. So if you've got something that's been lost in the wash, jump on the line now. We'll get you on straight after the news. And we've got a couple of Dwayne's World t-shirts to give away for lost in the wash. Anything we should have got to today but haven't got to yet. Lost in the wash after the news. And Tommy Greer, South East Melbourne Phoenix CEO in around 15 minutes. Great to have your company on Dwayne's World for Brick Lane Brewing. They're doing very tasty things at Brick Lane. The taste of summer. Brick Lane's One Love Pale Ale.
What's been lost in the wash today? We should have got to it by now, but haven't got to it yet. Anything in the world of sport outside of AFL, you can jump on the line now for Lost in the Wash for Showser Dog Washers. $5 from every wash goes to your footy club. Showser.com.au is where you go to to find out more. Lost in the Wash for Showser Dog Washers. All footy clubs need one. one Dwayne, Lost in the Wash. Dwayne's what T-shirts available to buy. You promised us... To get on to Hutchie, uh, they're not available to buy yet, but I'm still negotiating. They are. The batch that we've got that Hutchie printed off for me are only for prizes, so uh, you have to ring to get one. Or um, there have been some people text in, and I appreciate those people that have texted. I seem to... Well, this will go down well. Um, Dwayne's Wood T-shirts must be big in Bendigo. There's one here. G'day, Pipe. I've asked once or twice, and I hate doing it, but can I please have a shirt? I'd like to... And an extra request request in that it gets signed this time. I'm your biggest fan in Bendigo, way ahead of the other bloke who calls in sometimes. Uh, thank you. Um, they go straight from the manufacturer. I'll see if I can get one to come drop into to SEN and uh, I'll sign it for you. You've left your address, so thank you. It's a few requests from Bendigo we've had. Uh, the dogs, speaking of Lost in the Wash, don't want this to get Lost in the Wash. The dogs do not need to overpay Tim English as they have two father-sons with huge potential within the next two to three years. Sam Darcy will be the dog's number one ruck and has more ruck craft than any current tall at the kennel ruck forward. Uh, Jordan Croft will be the third tall forward. Second ruck, highly combative, but we'll need to add 10 to 15 kilo in the coming years. Uh, thank you for that. Um, the only reason people don't want Geelong to play home games, home finals there is... Purely they don't support Geelong. There's no reason why they shouldn't. Or the straw poll, the Twitter poll we've got up on the Dwaynesville Twitter feed at the moment is running at 58% in favour of the Cats being able to host their finals at Cadinia Park, uh, GMHBA Stadium. Could Hawthorne start the season with none of Will Day, Dylan Moore, Chad Wingard, James Blank and Giath? Bad start for the young Hawks team. It looks like that's the, going to be the case. Yes, I mean, Giath still has to get his hamstring scanned and blank has to get his knee scanned but at the at the the information we've got right now it looks like that's going to be the case uh casey not that far away if you live in a melbourne in a suburb as most young footballers do casey is over an hour away the other clubs 20 minutes away regardless of the facilities it's over an hour each way from the city thanks for that bill and a few have come through on the Taragan tigers text as well Taragan tiger um, get stuffed. Uh, I could just read a few of those out. Tell the Nuffy Richmond supporter punt road wouldn't fit 20,000 mice, let alone people robbed from Cheltenham. Thanks to all of those people who have sent through text in response to the Traragan Tiger. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you've got a lost in the wash. Mark on the Limestone Coast got one. Welcome to you, Mark. Yeah, g'day, mate. Um, have, have you seen the uh, the semi-final of the Pipeline Masters, the ladies' semi-final, Molly Picklam versus Sakura Johnson? If you haven't, watch it. It has lifted the bar of women's surfing so far. It's the most unbelievable uh, heat of surfing you'll ever watch. And I'm still yeah, waiting so the... for my shirt, mate. <laughs> All right. Hasn't come yet, Marcus. Surely we've got. How long ago did I promise you one? Oh, beginning of last year. Well, I better make sure that you're on the list. Uh, Mark, thanks for your call. I have seen it. The gap between women's surfing and men's surfing is closing all the time. I talked about this the other day on this program. The gap between uh, women's running 
and men's running, especially when it comes to endurance running, is closing. The gap between women's, women's golf and men's golf is closing. It's happening in all sport now that more women are playing their sport, Mark. Yeah, uh, it was sensational. That that backhand barrel that Molly Picklam, uh, Picklam mm. got at the Pipeline Masters, that was up there with any any uh, barrel by any man ridden. That was just sensational. So, yeah, uh, just go to the surfing, the, the WSL website, click on the uh, Molly Picklam versus Secura Johnson, and you'll be amazed at how good these girls are. They, they blow me away. Great to have you call, Mike. Uh, Mark, I should say, for a bit of Lost in the Wash, and we'll make sure that T-shirt is coming your way. Tommy Greer is coming our way straight after the break. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix CEO. Brick Lane Brewing. They're doing very tasty things. Find Brick Lane in all good bottle shops. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. few more texts I'll get to for late Lost in the Wash texts a little later on this hour for showers or dog washers. Lost in the Wash for showers or dog washers. All footy clubs need one. Tommy Greer, though, has been good enough to join me. South East Melbourne Phoenix CEO. It hasn't quite been the season they hoped it would be, but uh, it's good that Tommy's been able to jump on and have a bit of a chat about what might go right next season. Welcome to you, Tommy. Great to have you on. Thanks for having me, Dwayne. Uh, what are you going to do different next year? <laughs> I think uh starting point would be keeping some players on the floor. So mm. yeah, obviously have had uh you know, what could go wrong has gone wrong uh this year in terms of um you know, being able to keep players healthy and keep them on the court. So, you know, that's just gonna be a focus of our off season and, and, and making sure we do all like all we can to um to ensure we can keep that talent, you know, on the field. So, ba- so bad luck or injury management has to be investigated? Oh, look, I think we've got to we've got to have a pretty overall look at it. It's a couple of seasons in a row that we've had, uh, you know, um, quite a few injuries. So I, I think it's everywhere from from recruiting to the you know the whole whole way down the line. So it's going to have to be an overall review and something we'll uh, spend a whole lot of time on during the off season. Because you do a lot of that already, don't you? You look at the players and their background and what kind of injury history they've got before you decide whether you'll grab them. You spend the off season. Doing quite a bit of that? Yeah, without question. I mean, you always go through your medical checks and you have everything sort of lined up before you invest in a player and bring him out here. And, you know, there's been quite a bit of, of you know, unfortunate bad luck uh, that we've, um, you know, we've suffered through this year. We've had players get, you know, poked in the eye and fingers get caught in jerseys and, you know, contact injuries and all sorts of things like this that uh, really are sort of unavoidable at times. Um, but, you know, that being said, definitely worth um, looking into during the off-season. So, South East Melbourne Phoenix, last game Saturday, this coming Saturday, 5.30 tip-off. So, it's an earlier tip-off than the later game that night. It's against the Sydney Kings. Uh, is there any rumour that there's a rumour that you might have to get Scotty Pippen to play, Tommy, given you've got so many <laughs> off your roster? <laughs> yeah. We're definitely running a few short. I've had a few people suggest I need to start suiting up again, which is always a concern. <laughs> Um, I think Scotty would be ahead of me, though. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's it's set to be another sort of cracking game. We, we you know, our last game last weekend, we managed to sell that out. The fans have been just incredible this season, just showing up in force. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a chance we can sell out this last game on Saturday night as well. Um, so we're really pushing towards that and hoping to give our fans a, a big win to, to finish off the season. 
Scotty Pippen is going to be there, though, isn't he? He's going to be sitting courtside. He is. Scotty Pippen's going to be in town. He's going to be sitting courtside. And he'll be part of the game day presentation as well. So, yeah, really looking forward to having him in the house. And, um, you know, there's a, a meet and greet opportunity uh, that you can find online as well. So, um, yeah, it's going to be fantastic to have him in the house. And fans are stuck with you this season, even though you've had the, the season from hell? Ah, oh, it's just been incredible, as I said before. We've got record attendances, record membership uh, across the season. Um, you know, one of the fastest-growing clubs in the NBL this year. So to see them continuously come out, pack the house, you know, they're a very knowledgeable fan base from the southeast, from the heartland of basketball, so they understand the situation uh, that the team's in on the court, and um, they've just been incredible uh, the way they've been showing up week in, week out. Scotty's not buying a slice, is he, Tommy? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, we haven't engaged any conversations with him, but, uh, yep, you, know, you never know. There are a lot of overseas NBA stars and Aussie stars investing. It's becoming one of those things that I think a number of people are saying to themselves, we should have done this four years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And in our club, club particularly, you know, we've got sort of John Wall, Zach Randolph, Josh Childress, Dante Exum, Nick Kyrgios, you know, a quite a number of people involved uh, in our franchise and, and around the league. And I think that's because they can they can really see the growth in the league year on year. Uh, they can see the attendances, the viewership, uh, you know, the, the, the media coverage, the connection with the NBA and, and just the, the uh, I guess, the, you know, how well the sport is doing as a whole uh, in this country. And uh, they see that as something worth investing in. Is there something the AFL can learn, Tommy, on the... Well, we're bringing Tassie in. There's an argument about the stadium for private ownership when it comes to owners also having a slice of some stadia in Australia as well and being able to get the, the bums on seat ticket prices or building infrastructure as well. I know that the NBL's kind of said they'll expand to wherever in Australia decides to build a decent stadium, whether that's going to be Canberra next to the Gold Coast. But, yeah, is there something the AFL could learn? Oh, well, look, yeah, I, I don't know about, you know, um, the AFL and what they can learn from it. But what I can say is the, you know, the enormous success that, that we as a sport and a league have seen from those expansions into Tasmania and ourselves in the southeast of of, uh, of Melbourne and, uh, and sort of exploring around the country and how well that has done for our sport. So, you know, that that's a question for the AFL and, and you know, how they see that. Um, but from a basketball uh, perspective... Uh, it's been nothing but good news. And we've been talking a bit about footy in the southeast as well. Uh, you own the southeast, so uh, footy hands off. <laughs> yep, absolutely, hands off. Got the Hawthorne Football Club out there and St Kilda a little bit down there as well. So uh, plenty going on out there already. Great to have you, Tommy. Let's hope you have a big season and a big finish to this season. So if you haven't bought your tickets yet, you can still buy some tickets. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Sydney Kings are coming to town. They're not going so well. I wouldn't be surprised if Southeast Melbourne Phoenix finish the season strong. It's a 5.30 tip-off, remember, Saturday night. Tom, can't wait to talk to you soon, and uh, we'll get you back on here once the season's getting close to starting. Good evening. Thanks for having me, Dwayne. Tommy Greer, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix CEO. Dwayne's watch for Brick Lane Brewing. Brick Lane's One Love Pale Ale, the taste of summer. And by the way, you can listen to This Is Your Journey on Sunday from 10am. Sammy Edmund chatting to uh, AFL award-winning photographer 
Michael Wilson, all thanks to Tobin Brothers Celebrating Lives. Keep your texts coming. Uh, one here, Pipe, my texts, are they getting lost in the wash? Uh, Mick, no, they're not. There's only one person I think have been on air for six weeks now. There's only one person in the knob file not getting their text through. So uh, the slate's been wiped clean with Gary and Tim coming back on. So all texts are coming through. Um, one here from Tony, in 10 years' time, Casey will be a jewel in the crown if you know anything about the growth corridors of Melbourne. Thanks for that. Had so many texts coming through on Casey. Um, Pipe is another lost in the watch. Go to SBS and On Demand and have a look at the table tennis. Most underrated sport and it doesn't matter if it's men's or women's. It's sensational. Thanks for that as well. Another one here lost in the wash. Um, I tell you what they should be doing, Dwayne. Not treating people like idiots and call round one, round one. It will be a success because they will tell you that, Dave. Well, you tell me. We've got a little window of opportunity. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Right now, jump on the line or get your text through. 0433981116. Do you like round zero or not? Is round zero working for you? The AFL's gone with round zero. Um, and they're going to tell us that it probably has worked. But do you like that naming of the round or should they just be calling it round one? Your text, your thoughts... 0433981116 for the all-new Tampa Pro or jump on the open line. We'll get you on 1300 736 Brick Lane Brewing. They're doing very tasty things. Find Brick Lane in all good bottle shops. Athena will help you pay down your home loan faster. Visit athena.com.au. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. The naming of opening round, opening round. So having an opening round and round one. Round zero. Is it working for you the way the AFL's marketed it? Uh, Gary and Yarra Glenn, welcome to you, Gary. G'day, Dwayne. Uh, yeah, no, another attempt at the AFL to let us know how stupid they think we are. Round one is round one, not round zero, for God's sake. They might change it next year. I think they might have realised that now as well. Gary, great to have you call. Uh, quite a few texts coming through to support you. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Give us a call if you do like round zero or opening round and round one. Uh, one here, round zero is like whistling on the bench or not showing players weight. Complete garbage. Pipe, round zero. What a joke. My tipping comp will be starting round one. Bruce in Bendigo. Uh, g'day, Pipe. Call it round one. Round zero sounds gimmicky. It's an official round. There isn't zero happening. Another AFLX moment. Killer in WA. Uh, one here simply saying no. Emmanuel in Wallet. Do you like round zero? Do you like think, opening round? I think it should just be called round one, mate. Like, you know, I think the AFL just did round zero because they didn't want to offend anyone. You know, they wanted to do all the, the games, you know, in Queensland and Victoria and uh, Victoria at Queensland and New South Wales, but they didn't want to offend the Victorians. Just call it round one, I reckon. Uh, Manuel, I agree with you. Thank you for your call. Aaron in Reservoir. Welcome to you, Aaron. Yeah, Dwayne, thanks for taking my call. I, I think people are overreacting. Um, I think it's a great concept and, uh, you know, the game needs to evolve um, to stay relevant and also... Um, a lot of the uh, algorithms out there that include round one as a, a, a metric in their equation uh, will struggle um, with this whole round zero concept um, if it was called round one. Okay, thank you. I, I, I like the fact they're playing the games in Sydney. I like having a opening round, but just call it round one. Pat and Bomb Beach, welcome to you, Pat. Your thoughts? Yeah, g'day, Dwayne. Thanks for the call. I 
reckon round one, round zero, doesn't matter what it's called, footy's going to start, and that's bloody awesome. It is bloody awesome. Thanks, Pat. And that's a good way to finish. Uh, although there's a couple of texts. I like round zero. There you go. Someone likes the naming of it. So maybe the marketing gurus have got it right. Uh, stupid round zero. And then six more rounds of less than nine games. JJ, yeah, there's buys through the first nine or seven rounds, really. Time to celebrate some lives. Thanks to Tobin Brothers Funerals, a family-owned business since 1934. Uh, Tobin Brothers Funerals celebrating lives. West Indies cricket great. Desmond Haynes turned 68 today, one of the all-time greats for Tobin Brothers Funerals, a family-owned business since 1934. Today's show was brought to us by Werribee Kia, great team at Werribee Kia, David, Janan, Aid, Jim. They're all down there. I was having a chat down there with David yesterday, having a chat about the EV9, taking my EV9 that I had a test drive of back. It's a rip. It is amazing. The leg room in the back, not that I sit in the back much, but it's the biggest car when it comes to luxury SUV luxury for adults that have to sit in the back especially you know teenage kids that I've seen it's a ripper and it drives magnificently it sits on the road it's like driving in your lounge room so uh, check out the EV9 at Werribee Kia and they'll look after you just like family Uh, you can book your test drive today plus there's a swag of brand new 2024 Kias on offer at tremendous driveway prices. I saw them yesterday. A few of them were parked up on the grass. They've got a heap down there. The 2024 Pecanto from 1990 uh, driveway. 2024 Stonic from 24990. 2024 Seltos from 3990. 2024 Sportage from 36990 driveway. And the 2024 Sorrento from 53990 driveway. So drop down. Say hello to the team at Werribee Kia. They've got over 300 late model used cars in stock. You can have a chat to the team about their finance offers as well. Old Geelong Road Hoppers Crossing is where you can find the team at Werribee Kia and be sure to check out that EV9. WerribeeKia.com.au, LMCT114. That's it for Dwayne's World for Brick Lane's One Love Pale Ale, the taste of summer. Thanks to all of you who've taken the time to dial the number and send in a text today. Back for Midday Madness tomorrow, so please join me for Midday Madness. It's all there on the podcast. If you want to download the whole show, have a listen to what Hawthorne assistant coach Adrian Hickmott had to say. It's all there on the podcast in bite-sized pieces or the whole show. But stick around. Andy and Gazy, looking forward to your company next.